It's the Old Man Yells at Music Podcast. The show where a guy looks back at selected hits from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Also, some old musical TV shows, albums you may have forgotten or never even heard of, and more. Now, here's your host, the old man himself, Roger Stroop. Hello, and welcome to episode 82 of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. I'm Roger Stroop. This week, we're looking at the charts of October 3rd, 1981. Do you remember last week when I talked about the 1978 peace deal between Israel and Egypt? Well, in early October 1981, one of the leaders who signed that deal, Egyptian President Anwar Sadat, was assassinated by terrorists who opposed that treaty, among other of his policies. As Kurt Vonnegut would say, so it goes. Let's look at some more positive things from this time. This month's new cinematic releases didn't include any blockbusters, but there were a couple of films that have gained significance over the years. My Dinner with Andre, in which fictionalized versions of theater director Andre Gregory and actor Wallace Inconceivable Sean discuss the meaning of life over a meal. And The Evil Dead, the low-budget horror film about undead demons that became an unlikely franchise and launched the careers of Sam Raimi, director Sam Raimi, and actor Bruce Campbell. Other movies premiering this month included Paternity, a comedy in which Burt Reynolds searches for a woman to have his baby, The Watcher in the Woods, a Disney-produced young adult supernatural thriller starring screen legend Betty Davis, Tattoo, with Bruce Dern as an artist who kidnaps and uses the woman who went on to play Octopussy as his living canvas, All the Marbles, which sees Columbo himself, Peter Falk, managing a pair of female professional wrestlers, and the horror sequel Halloween 2, where the murderous Michael Myers continues his quest to kill Jamie Lee Curtis. Once again, I'm dedicating my TV section to what was on the American networks on this night. ABC started at 8 with a two-hour love boat that had a star-studded guest list. Marion, Mrs. C. Ross, Richard Shaft Roundtree, Lonnie Anderson, Eve Arden, Pam Greer, Robert Guillaume, Rich Little, and Donny Osmond. Then at 10, it was Fantasy Island. This week, the plane brings a guy who wants to be a hard-boiled private eye, and in the process, he meets Humphrey Bogart. And also, there's a woman who wants to be a great horse rider who in her fantasy, becomes Lady Godiva. CBS aired part two of the Disney live-action movie The Love Bug at eight, then a TV movie about rival fighter pilots, rival fighter pilots called Red Flags, The Ultimate Game. And on NBC, they began with the variety show Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell Sisters, with special guests Debbie Reynolds in Alabama, followed by the 1979 movie Tilt, starring Brooke Shields as a, as a teenage pinball hustler. And after the news, they had the season premiere of Saturday Night Live. There was no host that night, but the, and the musical guest was Rod Stewart. On the bestseller lists, fiction fans were buying Stephen King's rabid dog tale, Cujo, The Hotel New Hampshire, a typically weird coming-of-age story involving incest, taxidermy, and a woman who always wears a bear costume, from World According to Garp author John Irving. 
and a couple of novels about Catholic clergy. Andrew Greeley's The Cardinal Sins, about childhood friends in Chicago who both grow up to be priests, and The Clowns of God by Morris West, in which the Pope has a vision of the end of the world. Meanwhile, top nonfiction titles included The Lord God Made Them All, another volume of recollections from British veterinarian James Harriet, Theory Z, William G. Uchi's examination of why the Japanese were having a lot of success in business, Social Studies, a collection of essays by New York writer Fran Lebowitz, and Miss Piggy's Guide to Life, The Glamorous Porcine Muppets Book of Advice, written in reality by National Lampoon writer Henry Beard. And in music, the big story happened on the 28th when the British Phonographic Industry, the organization representing the UK music business, launched a campaign called Home Taping is Killing Music. It started as a reaction to the increased available of blank audio cassettes and recorders able to copy songs from both commercial recordings and radio broadcasts. The campaign symbol was a cassette tape with two crossed bones below it like the Jolly Roger on the flag of a pirate ship. This logo and this slogan were seen in advertising and printed on the inner sleeves of vinyl LPs. High-profile high acts, including Elson John and Blondie, endorsed this campaign, but many other acts dismissed or mocked it. There's no real way of knowing if it actually reduced home taping, and of course, it wouldn't be the last time the music industry would feel threatened by new technology. So now to the charts. As always, we start below the top 40s. This week, we look at a group who pulled off the neat trick of being simultaneously behind and ahead of their time. At number 50 in Canada this week, it's In the Mood by the Wild Root Orchestra. Formed in Vancouver in, 19, in the early 70s, Wild Root Orchestra bucked popular trends by playing big band swing to pop and rock audiences. The group gained a following and eventually got a record deal, and In the Mood was the first single from their self-titled debut album. In the Mood is a cover of a 1939 swing standard popularized by Glenn Miller and his orchestra. You often hear strictly in instrumental versions, but there are actually two different sets of lyrics. Here's the one these guys used. Who's the lovin' dolly with the beautiful eyes? What a pair of lips. I'd like to try em for size. I'd, I'll just tell her, baby, won't you swing it with me? Hope she tells me maybe what a wing it will be. So I said politely, darling, may I intrude? She said, don't keep me waiting while I'm in the mood. First, I hold her lightly, and we started to dance. Then I hold her tightly. What a dreamy romance. And I said, hey, baby, it's a quarter to three. There's a mess of moonlight. Won't you share it with me? Well, she answered, baby, don't you know that it's rude to keep my two lips waiting when they're in the mood? In the mood. That's what she told me. In the mood. And when she told me, in the mood, my heart was skipping. It didn't take me long to say I'm in the mood now. In the mood for all her kissing. In the mood for her crazy loving. In the mood, what I was missing. It didn't take me long to say me long to say I'm in the mood now. It's well performed, but nothing special. It was relying on novelty. 
Unfortunately, the movie Swingers wouldn't come out for another 15 years. If these guys had come along then, they would surely have been riding high alongside the likes of Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and the Brian Setzer Orchestra. In the Mood peaked at number 46. The Wild Root Orchestra put out one more album, then broke up a few years later. We start looking at top 40 songs with Canada's number 33, Magic Power by Triumph. Formed in Mississauga, Ontario in 1975, Triumph were a trio consisting of drummer Gil Moore, guitarist Rick Emmett, and bassist Mike Levine. They had their first hit in 1979 when Hold On hit number 33 in Canada and number 38 in the U.S. Magic Power was the first single from their fifth LP, Allied Forces. Magic Power is uplifting hard rock about the inspirational properties of music. Let's conjure up the lyrics. Something's at the edge of your mind. You don't know what it is. Something you were hoping to find, but you're not sure what it is. Then you hear the music, and it all comes crystal clear. The music does the talking, says the things you want to hear. I'm young, I'm wild, and I'm free. I got the magic power of the music in me. She climbs in the, into bed. She pulls the covers overhead, and she turns her little radio on. She, she's had a rotten day, so she hopes the DJ is going to play her favorite song. It makes her feel much better. It brings her closer to her dreams. A little magic power makes it better than it seems. She's young now. She's wild now. She wants to be free. She gets the magic power of the music in me. If you're thinking it over, but you just can't sort it out, do, do you want someone to tell you what they think it's all about? Are you, the one who's, are you the one and only who's sad and lonely, reaching for the top? Well, the music keeps you going, and it's never going to stop. It's a song made to be screamed along to in arenas or in a car along a deserted stretch of highway. It's not high art, but it serves its purpose. Magic Power peaked at number 14. In the U.S. it hit number 51. Triumph had two more Canadian top 40s, but neither was their biggest American hit. That was 1986's Somebody's Out There. Rick Emmett left in 1988, and the began and the band continued with other guitarists until 1993. The original lineup reunited briefly for live shows in 2008 and 2019. We visit the United States for the first time for their number 40, Burnin' For You by Blue Oyster Cult. Formed in Stony Brook, New York in 1967, the band was originally known as Soft White Underbelly. Then they changed their name a few times before settling on Blue Oyster Cult. They put out their debut LP in 1972 and scored a number 12 hit in 1976 with Don't Fear the Reaper. Burning For You was the first single from their eighth studio album, Fire of Unknown Origin. Burning For You is basic classic style rock. Let's light up the lyrics. Home in the valley, home in the city. Home isn't pretty, ain't no home for me. Home in the home in the darkness, home on the highway. Home isn't my way, home I'll never be. Burn out the day, burn out the night. I can't see no reason to put up a fight. 
I'm living for giving the devil his due. And I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning for you. Time is the essence. Time is the season. Time ain't no reason. Got no time to slow. Time everlasting. Time to play B-sides. Time ain't on my side. Time, I'll never know. It's very catchy, and it's obvious why it's one of their three best-known songs, alongside Don't Fear the Reaper and Godzilla. If there's one thing that would improve this, this song, it's, yes, I'm going to go there. So say it with me, more cowbell. You know you got the fever. Burning for You peaked at number 40. It hit number 47 in Canada and number 76 in the UK. The group had no further hits, but they've continued to record and perform. The only two remaining original members are singer Eric Bloom and guitarist Donald Buckdarma Roser. They released their latest album, The Symbol Remains, last year. get our first look at the British charts with their number 33 song, One in Ten by UB40. Formed in Birmingham in 1978, UB40 were named after a British government unemployment benefit form. Appropriate because all the, mem all the band's members were jobless at this time. They were discovered the next year by pretender singer Chrissy Hind, who invited them to open for her band. They released their debut LP in 1980, and they had scored four hits by the time they released this, the second single from their second album, Present Arms. Continuing on the theme of their name, the lyrics of 1 in 10 refer to the 9.6% unemployment rate in their native West Midlands region at the time. I'm only going to read the lyrics once. I am the 1 in 10, a number on a list. I am the 1 in 10, even though I don't exist. Nobody knows, nobody knows me even though I'm always there, a statistic, a reminder of a world that doesn't care. My arms enfold the dull hue. Malnutrition dulls my hair. My eyes are black and lifeless with an underprivileged stare. I'm the beggar on the corner. Will no one spare a dime? I'm the child that never learns to read, because no one spared the time. I'm the murderer and the victim, the license with the gun. I'm a sad and bruised old lady in an alley in a slum. I'm a middle-aged businessman with chronic heart disease. I'm another teenage suicide in a street that has no trees. The subject matter and the stripped-down reggae backing track are typical of their early years, before they became more reliant on slick production and covering old songs. These guys did ha once have genuine credibility. One in ten was down from a peak of number seven. UB40 had over 30 more UK hits, including three number ones. Two of those, Red Red Wine and Can't Help Falling in Love, were triple crown winners. The group has had lineup changes and legal battles over the ownership of their name, like a lot of long-running bands. The current official lineup released their latest album, Bigabagarhythm, this past June. We remain in the UK 
for their number 21 song, Japanese Boy by Annika. Born in Edinburgh, Scotland in 1947, Mary Sandeman was a folk singer who made a one-off recording in a more pop style of a song with a Far Eastern theme. Her label liked it, but, but because her name and image didn't go with, with the track, she chose a new moniker out of a phone book. Thus, Japanese Boy was the first single from the album Annika. Japanese Boy is synth-heavy dance music with a sound that is very much the Western stereotype of generic Asian music. They don't use the cliched Asian riff right away, but in the middle of the second verse, it sneaks in. And Annika sings it in a sing-songy Hollywood geisha girl voice. Here are the lyrics. He said that he loved me, never would go. Now I find I'm sitting here on my own. Was it something I've said or done that made him pack his bags up and run? Could it be another that he's found? It's breaking up the happy home. Mister, can you tell me where my love has gone? He's a Japanese boy. I woke, I woke up one morning and my love was gone. Oh, my Japanese boy. Ooh, I miss my Japanese boy. People ask about him every day. Don't know what to tell them. What can I say? If only he would write me or call. A word of explanation, that's all. It would stop me climbing the wall. It's breaking up the happy home. And on top of that, Annika appeared on the singles cover and performed the song on television in a kimono and with her hair in an imperial era style tied with sticks. Everything around this song is completely embarrassing and wrong now. But it was not just okay 40 years ago, it was massively successful. Japanese Boy was down from a peak of, yes, number one. It hit number 42 in Canada. It didn't chart in the U.S., but it did in many other countries. Japan, funnily enough, wasn't one of them, and that was reportedly because people there thought the song sounded more Chinese than Japanese. Annika had one more lower-charting single, then left pop and went back to singing traditional Scottish music. We're back in Canada for the number 30 song there, Women Around the World at Work by Martha and the Muffins. Formed in Toronto in 1977, Martha and the Muffins were fronted by one-time medical receptionist Martha Johnson. They relocated to England to record their 1980 de debut album Metro Music, which produced the single Echo Beach, which made both the British and Canadian top tens. Women Around the World at Work was the first single from their third album, This is the Ice Age. Women Around the World at Work is new wave about gender inequality and power imbalance. I'll try to do a good job reading the lyrics. In a hundred wars across the earth, men and guns are thought to prove their worth. Women stay behind and grow the food, placing soldiers in a dangerous mood. Women Around the World at Work, working, working. There's a man who must be 65, makes his living running other lives, tells them when they can't and when they can. They're so busy, they don't give a damn. In the Daily X, May 81, back page human interest story runs. Girls of 12 still sold for love today, just so men can have their bloody way. This is an evolution of feminist pop from the days of Helen Reddy and I Am Woman. That song told us to, hear, to quote, hear me roar. Like, well, this one is like the actual sound of the roar. 
this album, the album that this came from is significant for being the first record produced by Daniel Lanois, who would go on to do albums with Peter Gabriel, U2, Bob Dylan, and many others. Women Around the World at Work peaked at number 24. Shortly after this, Martha and the Muffins started shortening their name to M plus M, and they had three more hits, including their only song to chart on the American Hot 100, 1984's Black Stations, White Stations. The group had several lineup changes, and they've gone through a few prolonged hiatuses, including one during which Martha Johnson released a, a children's album called Songs from the Treehouse. Their most recent their most recent album was 2010's Delicate. We're back in America for their number 24 song. We're in this love together by Al Jarreau. Born in Milwaukee in 1940, Al Jarreau started his music career in California clubs in the late 60s. Then he got his first record deal in the mid 70s. He had established himself on the jazz and soul scenes by the time he released this, the first single from his fifth LP, Breaking Away. We're in this love together is smooth jazz pop soul. I'm in this to read lyrics. It's like a diamond ring. It's a precious thing, and we never want to lose it. It's like a favorite song that we love to sing every time we hear the music. And we're in this love together. We got the kind that lasts forever. We're in this love together, and like berries on the vine, it gets sweeter all the time. It's like a rainy night and candlelight, and ooh, it's so romantic. We got the whole thing working out so right, and it's just the way we planned it. Jerome's voice is rich and buttery, and the production is precise and clean. It's very much in the soul wing of Yacht Rock. This is for the romantic midnight slow dance of your classy boat party. We're in this love together peaked at number 15. It hit number 41 in Canada and number 55 in the UK. Giroux had two more top 40 hits, including the theme song to the Bruce Willis Sybil Shepherd TV series, Moonlighting. He continued to report, record and perform until his death from respiratory failure in 2017. We'll start looking at songs in the top 20s right after this. Hi, this is your host, Roger Stroop. Letting you know that if you like my point of view on old pop music, you can actually find lots more of it on the Old Man Yells at Music blog. I've been looking back at top 40 charts from the 70s, 80s, and 90s and beyond for almost 10 years now, and I've done hundreds of entries and covered thousands of songs from the American, Canadian, and British charts, from the A's to ZZ Top, from Abacab to Zoom. You'll also find my Uneasy Writer tournaments, celebrating the odd ducks of the American Top 40. The 70s tourney is complete, but the 80s one is just getting started, and you can follow along on the blog as it progresses. And of course, you can find links to the latest episode of this podcast and the accompanying YouTube playlists there. So take a look at the Old Man Yells at Music blog, which you can find at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Why is it there? You'll have to go there to find out. That's the Old Man Yells at Music blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. We're in the top 20s now, beginning in the USA with number 19. 
I could never miss you more than I do by Lulu. Born Marie MacDonald McLaughlin Laurie in Lennoxtown, Scotland in 1948, Lulu was signed to a record deal at the age of 14, and she had her first top 10 in Britain before her 16th birthday. She had a string of hits in the UK in the 60s, but surprisingly, one of them wasn't the title song from the 1967 movie she appeared, she appeared in alongside Sidney Poitier, the 1967 North American number one, To Sir With Love. She was 12 years removed from her most recent U.S. Top 40 when she released this, the first single from her self-titled ninth album. I Could Never Miss You is up-tempo, easy-listening pop. I could never miss a chance to read lyrics. Finders, not keepers. And all that's left are just is just reminders. Love in pieces, the debris and the dust of memories that linger so long, the, hearty, the heartaches that keep hanging on. Just wondering where it all went wrong and whether I can start anew. Oh, but I could never miss you more than I do. Loving you like this. Oh, I could never miss you more than I can more than I do. Beggars can't be choosers, and I've had my share of backing nothing but losers. But if I search the whole world over from pillar to post, you're the one I need the most. If I comb this land from coast to coast, who would take the place of you? because I could never miss you more than I do. Her voice is definitely more sultry than it was 14 years earlier. There's no question she's left the crayons behind and is very now very familiar with perfume. And it's one of the few places I've heard the phrase from pillar to post outside of Gorilla Monsoon calling a WWF wrestling match. I wonder if she ever had a song that uses the phrase close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. I Could Never Miss You More Than I Do peaked at number 18. It hit number 10 in Canada, but only number 62 in Britain. She had no further American hits, but did manage a handful more in the UK, including a 1993 number one, Relight My Fire, alongside Take That. She continues to record and perform, and her most recent album was 2015's Making Life Rhyme. We're back in Britain for number 17, It's My Party by Dave Stewart and Barbara Gaskin. Born in London in 1950, David Lloyd Stewart, not to be confused with David Allen Stewart of The Tourists and The Eurythmics, met Gaskin, another 1950 baby from Hertfordshire, when she was hired to sing backup for his band Hatfield in the North. After that band broke up in 1976, they went their separate ways, but the two reunited five years later to record this single. It's My Party is a cover of Leslie Gore's 1963 hit about teenage heartbreak. It's my podcast. I'll read lyrics if I want to. Nobody knows where my Johnny has gone, but Judy left the same time. Why was he holding her hand when he's supposed to be mine? It's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. You would cry, too, if it happened to you. Play all my records, keep dancing all night, but leave me alone for a while. Till Johnny's dancing with me, I've got no reason to smile. And then, of course, in the last verse, Judy and Johnny come back to the party together, and Judy's wearing Johnny's ring. Unlike the deceptively peppy original, 
This version is slowed down, almost gothy synth pop. It's more in line with the subject matter, but I think the message comes through better in Gore's version. Everyone else is partying, but she's isolated in her sadness. But at least she got a happy ending on the follow-up hit, Judy's Turn to Cry. Sadly, Stuart and Gaskin didn't cover that one. It's My Party would go on to spend four weeks at number one. It got to number 13 in Canada and number 72 in America. Stuart and Gaskin never matched this song's success, but their musical partnership has continued, and their latest album, Star Clocks, came out in 2018. We return to Canada for their number 19 song, The Friends of Mr. Cairo by John and Vangelis. Formed in 1979, John and Vangelis were Britain John Anderson, best known as the lead singer of the band Yes, and Evangelos Papathanasiou, a Greek keyboardist who made his name with another prog rock band, Aphrodite's Child. Their 1982 debut album, Short Stories, produced the UK top 10 hit, I Hear You Now. The Friends of Mr. Cairo was the title track from their second LP. The Friends of Mr. Cairo is synth-driven dance prog that incorporates impersonations of actors such as James Cagney, Humphrey Bogart, and Peter Lorre into its evocation and celebration of the classic films of the 30s and 40s. Here are the lyrics, see, and you better listen good. She came, as in the book, Mickey Spillane, that Saturday night dark masquerade had his had filled his head had filled his friend with lead, the same, sweetheart. But then, as nothing happens quite the same, investigation is the game. He had to check her story right away. He dead. Sam Spade, his buddy Archer first to go, he got it. She spelled it out. How could they know the fat man got it? He dead. Her sister didn't really live at all. Confusion. He dead. His chase led to the fat man to face the friends of Mr. Cairo. That night, the double-crosser got it right. Pretending he was really dim, he slipped to Sam a double gin, Mickey Finn. He woke. The boys had gone, but not his gun. They'd left a note to lead him on the chase to find the Maltese Falcon. You bet. Early 30s gangster movies. Set to spellbind population. From Chicago to Hong Kong. Via Istanbul, the talking tong, dirty rats through prohibition, money flowed through gangsterism, acting out this fantasy in Hollywood's vicinity. The best part for the best rendition, Al Capone, he's sent to prison. Citizen came, came fast and, quick, and quickly, conquering old, old New York City. Poking fun at superstition, media became television. Give me Cagney any day or Jimmy Stewart for president. Edward G. and all those guys who only shoot between the eyes. It's an ironic use of the then latest technology to pine for a simpler past. For the longest time, I couldn't find the shorter single version anywhere. Not in any of the streaming sites, not on YouTube, nowhere. All I could find was the 12-minute album cut that gets slow at the halfway mark. But I did find the video on YouTube just now, and it will be on the playlist. Friends of Mr. Cairo went to number one in Canada and spent five weeks there. 
the only other place I know it charted was Australia, where it got to number 99. John and Vangelis had one more top 10 in the UK, and they put out two more albums, most recently in 1991. Anderson went back to Yes and had an, a U.S. number one with them in 1984 with Owner of a Lonely Heart. Vangelis, however, had beat him to that, to that, two years earlier, when he topped the Hot 100 with the main theme from the Oscar-winning film Chariots of Fire. We're in the top tens now, starting in Canada with their number three. Sausalito Summer Night by Diesel. Formed in the Netherlands in 1978, Diesel released their debut album Watts in a Tank in their homeland in 1980. It produced three hits there, and, they, and it then secured a North American release with Sausalito Summer Night as the first single. Sausalito Summer Night is chugging power pop about a trouble-played California road trip. Let's take the lyrics for a spin. We left for Frisco in your Rambler the radiator running dry. I've never been much of a gambler and had a preference to fly. You said, forget about the airline. Let's take the car and save the fare. We blew a gasket on the grapevine and $80 on repairs. All aboard, Sausalito summer night. Hot summer night in Sausalito. Can't stand the heat another mile. Let's drop a quarter in the meter and hit the sidewalk for a while. I'll have a burger and a root beer. You feed the heap some of the grape. A shot of premium to boot, dear. We'll get across the Golden Gate. Cashing all my checks. Straightening out my bank. Spending on a rambler with a wormhole in the tank. Look out over here. Watch out over there. Can't afford a blowout because we haven't got a spare. It's powered by a simple yet indelible guitar riff. And it's been compared to and even mistaken for something by the Steve Miller Band. I see it. But I also hear something that makes it clear to me that this group is from the same place that produced Golden Earring. Maybe it's because I'm half Dutch. I don't know. Sausalito's Summer Night was down from hitting number one. In America, it peaked at number 25. Diesel had no further North American hits, and they split up again in 1985. They've reunited and broken up again twice more since. And at the present time, they've been together again since 2016. We're on to the number six song in the U.S., Queen of Hearts by Juice Newton. Born in Lakehurst, New Jersey in 1952, Judy K. Newton got her first major label deal fronting a country band called Silver Spur in the mid-70s. She then went solo and made the Hot 100 in 1978 with the song It's a Heartache. Unfortunately, Bonnie Tyler released her version at the same time, and that one made the top five, while Juice's single stalled at number 86. She had subsequently picked up a couple minor country hits before breaking through the earlier in 81 with the top five pop smash, Angel of the Morning. Queen of Hearts was the second single from her third solo album, Juice. Queen of Hearts is a cover of a song Dave Edmonds had a hit with in the UK two years earlier. Let's take a gamble on the lyrics. Midnight, and I'm waiting on the 1205, hoping it will take me just a little farther down the line. Moonlight, you're just a heartache in disguise. Won't you keep my heart from breaking if it's only for a very short time? Playing with the Queen of Hearts, knowing it ain't really smart. 
the Joker ain't the only fool who do, who'll do anything for you. Laying out another lie, thinking about a life of crime. That's what I'll have to do to keep me away from you. Honey, you know what makes you you know what makes you mad? Why is everybody telling everybody what you have done? Baby, I know it makes you sad. But when they're handing out the heartaches, you know you've got to have you some. This version has pretty much the same galloping rockabilly sound that Edmonds's does, but I think it suits her a lot better. This is the best of her hits to me by a significant margin. Queen of Hearts was down from a peak of number two. In Canada, it hit number eight. Newton had five more pop hits, including two more top tens. She then had even more success on the country chart, scoring four number ones in the 80s. She continues to record and perform, and her most recent album, 2010's Duets, Friends, and Memories, saw her singing alongside Glenn Campbell, Willie Nelson, and Eddie Money, among others. We're back in Britain for song number six, Under Your Thumb by Godley and Cream. Kevin Godley and Lal Cream met in school in Birmingham in the late 50s, and they played together in multiple bands over the next two decades, most notably 10CC. After they left that band in 1977, they continued to work together. Under Your Thumb was the first single from their fourth album, Ism-ism. Under Your Thumb is a haunting synthesizer dirge about a man who encounters a distraught woman on a train. Or does he? Let's thumb through the lyrics. I was standing in the station being pounded by the rain, so I chose the last compartment of a stationary train. I felt someone get in, get in behind me, but I never caught their eye. But I thought I heard a woman's voice whispering goodbye. So I lay down in the darkness with the beer and coffee stains, and I stared out at the thunder through the broken window panes. And although the storm was booming like an engine in the sky, I'm sure I heard a woman's voice cry, don't want to be under your thumb forever. Don't want to be under your thumb. It's over, it's over and done. I'll never be under your thumb forever. So I rolled myself a cigarette and smoked it on my own. But it, did, but it didn't stop the whispers or the smell of her cologne. Then she rose up out of nowhere and her hair was full of steam. And she stuck her head out the window and screamed and screamed. In the last verse, the man on the train sees an old newspaper near his seat. He picks it up, and on the front page, there's a story about a woman who threw herself off of a train while screaming to someone that she didn't want to be under their thumb anymore. Spooky. I enjoy a good pop ghost story, and this one works, thanks to the icy, foreboding atmosphere the music and the vocals create. Under Your Thumb peaked at number three. Godly and Cream had two more hits, including the North American hit Cry, whose memorable video the pair directed themselves. Throughout the 80s, they were acclaimed and highly sought-after video directors, creating clips for artists such as The Police, Duran Duran, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, and more. The duo hasn't released new music together since 1988. Godly released a solo album called Muscle Memory earlier this year. We'll recap the top tens and look at num a number one right after this. The Old Man Yells at Music podcast now has a Patreon. Yes, if you like this podcast so much you were moved to financially support it, now you can. There are different tiers with different rewards, such as early episode access, the ability to vote on future topics, and bonus episodes about extra songs from the charts I cover, 
other charts from other years, genres, and countries, and even the biggest hits of the 21st century. And you can even pick an episode topic for me at the top level. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com and search Old Man Yells at Music, or click on the link Click on the links to the show notes, my social media posts, or the blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Help me yell more at more music. Become a Patreon subscriber today. It's time to run down our three top tens. First up, the USA. Number 10, Hold On Tight by Electric Light Orchestra. Their seventh and final top ten here. Number nine, Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones, their biggest hit of the 80s. Number eight, Urgent by Foreigner, their fifth top ten. Number seven, Step by Step by Eddie Rabbit, his third pop top ten. Number six, Queen of Hearts by Juice Newton. This is probably the only instance of two country singers from New Jersey being in the pop top ten at the same time. Number five, There's No Getting Over Me by Rodney Millsap, a third country star in the top ten, except this one's from North Carolina. Number four, Who's Crying Now by Journey, the San Francisco band's first top ten. Number three, Stop Dragging My Heart Around by Stevie Nicks with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, the first single from the Fleetwood Mac singer's debut solo album, Belladonna. Number two, Arthur's Theme, Best That You Can Do by Christopher Cross, the chart-topping Oscar-winning movie hit by the Texas Yacht Rocker. And the number one song in the USA this week was... Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. The Motown legends teamed up for a smash ballad from a Brooke Shields movie. Now, it's Canada's turn. Number 10, For Your Eyes Only by Sheena Easton, the Scottish singer's Bond ballad. Number 9, The Voice by the Moody Blues, the British band's seventh top 10 here. Number 8, Theme from the Greatest American Hero by Joey Scarberry, the only hit for a California singer. Number seven, Who's Crying Now by Journey. Number six, Hold On Tight by the Electric Light Orchestra. Number five, Stop Dragging My Heart Around by Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Number four, Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. Number three, Sausalito Summer Night by Diesel. Number two, Urgent by Foreigner. And the number one song in Canada this week was Endless Love by Dinah Ross and Lionel Richie. And now, the UK Top 10. Number 10, Shut Up by Madness. The Coventry Ska Band's 8th Top 10. Number 9, Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Number 8, Tainted Love by Soft Cell. The Leeds Band's British and Canadian number 1. Number 7, Birdie Song by The Tweets. A British producer's version of a song wedding guests know as The Chicken Dance. Number six, Under Your Thumb by Godly and Cream. Number five, Souvenir by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, the Merseyside Band's first top five. Number four, Pretend by Alvin Stardust. Comeback hit for a Lum London grand glam rocker. Number three, Hands Up, Give Me Your Heart by Ottawa. The second top five for a French disco duo. Number two, Invisible Sun by The Police, their sixth top five. And the number one song in the UK this week, and the one in our spotlight, was Prince Charming by Adam and the Ants. Formed in London in 1977, Adam and the Ants were fronted by Stuart Goddard, 
a member of a pub rock band called Bazooka Joe, who changed his name to Adam Ant after a drug overdose. He formed a new band, who put out one album in 1979, but shortly afterward, impresario Malcolm McLaren lured all of the ants, except Adam, into a new group called Bow Wow Wow. Adam then formed a new version of the ants, got a major label deal, and released the album Kings of the Wild Frontier, which spawned three top five hits. Their next LP, Prince Charming, had already produced a number one with Stand and Deliver, when they put out the title track as the follow-up. Prince Charming is an acoustic rock song about being unapologetic about what you are and how you choose to look, a message that certainly went well with the group's penchant for wearing dandyish clothes like those worn in the early 19th century. Let me see if I can charm you with my reading of the lyrics. Don't you ever, don't you ever stop being dandy, showing me you're handsome. Don't you ever, don't you ever stop being dandy, showing me you're handsome. Prince Charming, Prince Charming. Ridicule is nothing to be scared of. Don't you ever, don't you ever lower yourself, forgetting all your standards. Don't you ever, don't you ever lower yourself, forgetting all your standards. It's an empowering anthem for the world's outcasts and misfits. And in a world where many people continue to struggle for acceptance and are more susceptible to being made fun of than ever, thanks to social media, this message is still relevant today. Ridicule truly is nothing to be scared of. Prince Charming was on the third of four weeks at number one. The group had one more hit from the Prince Charming album before Adam disbanded the Ants in 1982. He's had six solo hits, including the number one Goody Two Shoes, which he co-wrote with Ants guitarist Marco Peroni, who later worked on several albums by Sinead O'Connor. So, how to sum up the pop music of October 1981? The North American charts were top-heavy with rock and ballads from movies. The U.S. was also in the middle of the crossover country boom that had started the previous year thanks to the soundtrack of the film Urban Cowboy. Britain, meanwhile, was awash in new wave and synth pop, with the usual mix of novelty and weirdness thrown in. And the vast majority of the decade's biggest icons either hadn't broken through yet or were between, album, between albums, excuse me. So no Michael, no Bruce, no Prince, no Madonna, no Whitney, no U2. Duran Duran were on the cusp, but they had hit their 81 peak earlier in the year and were in a lull before they exploded in 1982. The biggest 80s star who was really riding high at this time was Lionel Richie. But you can say that this was a pivotal point in his jump from group frontman to solo superstar. The ex-Commodore was starting to sit, already starting to sail on way ahead of his former bandmates. Now it's time for Old Man Yells at You. This week, I'll start by recommending Pretend It's a City a docuseries on Netflix where social studies author Fran Lebowitz talks about living in New York with a friend. That friend just happens to be Martin Scorsese, who also directed the series. Then you could listen to Present Arms in Dub, an album of remixes of tracks from the album One in Ten came from that was a commercial breakthrough for the dub reggae genre. 
And finally, because this episode covers a chart in the middle of the Yacht Rock era, I'm going to recommend an episode of Chris Melanfi's Hit Parade podcast from Slate.com. The episode is called What a Fool Believes, Parts 1 and 2. And it's a comprehensive look at what songs and artists are and aren't Yacht Rock, how that style developed and became popular, and how the genre got its name and gained renewed, po renewed popularity three decades later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. As always, if you like what you've heard, share, subscribe, and leave a review where you found it. You can also leave feedback on the Facebook and Twitter feeds, both of which are at Mr. B. Glovehead, or on the blog post for the episode, which is at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Or you can check out the Instagram account, at Old Man Yells at Music. As always, there's a companion YouTube playlist for this episode, which I link to in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to my Patreon where you can support the show and get some bonus content and make my charts, just like Mike Birmingham. All lyrics quoted are for the purposes and discuss of discussion and review. No infringement is intended. Next time on the show, it's time to turn on, tune in, and rock out again. Get out the polyester and the gold chains, because we're headed to the disco. Until then, I'm Roger Stroop saying, if you wanted the sky... I would write us across the sky in letters that would soar a thousand feet high to my listeners with love. I love you all. Seriously, stay safe.